0: We now talk about, oh, you can't believe the, the, the last unbelievable customer experience I just had. It's like it's this big anomaly that's happening in our country today that, oh, my gosh, I, I had great customer service, a great customer experience. That, that shouldn't be anymore. It should be the norm, but yet we're getting the just good enough is the norm.
1: Welcome to Improv is No Joke Podcast, where it is all about becoming a more effective communicator by embracing the principles of improvisation. Your host is Peter Margaritas, the man whose name is pronounced like a cocktail but spelled like an inflammation. Peter is the self proclaimed chief edutainment officer of his business, the Accidental Accountant. Peter's goal is to provide you with thought provoking interviews with business leaders. So you can become an effective improviser, which will lead to building stronger relationships with clients, customers, colleagues, and even your family. So let's start the show. Welcome to episode 96. And my guest today is Bob Pekanowski, who's the founder of the Black Tie Experience. Our conversation focuses on creating the Black Tie Experience without having to wear black tie. So what are you thinking about when you receive an invitation to a black tie event? It's a high quality feel with essence versus business casual. Well, Bob provides great tips and techniques on how to create this experience with your clients, customers, and associates. At one point in our discussion, Bob provides a wonderful analogy that was so powerful, it gave me goosebumps. And it's doing it again right now. If you'd like to learn more, go to Bob's website at www.bobpakanowski.com. And that's B O B P A C A N O V S K Y.com. So, without further ado, let's get to the interview with Bob. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Today, I get the privilege to have a conversation with Bob Pakanowski, who has the Black tie experience, and for those of you who are listening, you might want to go watch the YouTube video because Bob is wearing a tuxedo with the tie, everything, the cummerbund, the whole thing. And I too am wearing a tuxedo for this episode, so I could be (laughs) at the same level as the great Bob in the black tie experience. So, Bob, first, thank you very much for uh, taking time out of your schedule to have a conversation with me on my podcast.
0: Well, thanks, Peter, and uh, hey, thanks for you know uh, dressing up. You look great. I mean, I love the black tie. I love the black tux. So spot on. Thank you.
1: Uh, you're welcome. It's it, it feels it, uh, last time I had a last time I had a tux on was actually at the NSA National Convention last year. Uh, it feels good yeah. to to, to uh, wear it every now and then. I know, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So Bob, uh, let the audience know a little bit about. You and this black tie experience. So, if you could share some information.
0: Sure. So, uh, this program really has been uh, developed, Peter, over time because I spent the last 20 plus years in the hospitality industry. I was the owner of uh, restaurants, a catering company, event company, uh, managed a banquet facility. And uh, this was the uniform that myself and my staff wore. You know, we had the uh, they had the tie, uh, the shirt, the vest, uh, the black pants I had the jacket on. And uh, so you know, when I sold my company at the end of two thousand and fourteen and started doing speaking and training, i was I was looking for uh, I was looking for a brand on and then you know talking about the overall um, you know aspect of really delivering this over the top or customer experience, and you know, having great actions, behaviors. And talking to some friends of mine, and and they're like, hey, you know, and and they say, hey, Bob, this whole black tie experience. I mean, I mean that's what you did, and so that's our, our our that's how this was born. But it really became because of um, our because of the uniform that my staff wore. But it was much more than uniform. It was really a mindset that I had to create with them to really deliver this uh, or really deliver this wow experience, as well as uh, create these. Um, or really, to um, or um, create these uh, or um, lasting impressions for all of our guests and our uh, customers.
1: That's that's interesting because you. I mean, I do feel different being in a tuxedo. I, I do have a different mindset in being a tuxedo, and I, I think we we forget about that at times. And uh, when we're when we're interacting with individuals, especially if you want to provide that over the top experience, you also have to look the part.
0: Well, and that's what I talk about. In fact, I have an acronym for my business. It's based on the word LASTS, L A S T S. And so I talk about how you look, how you act. Uh, Also, uh, the first S is um, how you speak. Uh, Then the T is what your tact is or how you behave. And then finally, how you serve. And sometimes we really forget about, you know, we rush to the service part because we want to create this unbelievable customer service experience. But I tell people that you know, we have to know how to look the part, act the part uh, before we can actually serve the part. And that's what part of this whole black tie mindset is all about.
1: I, I, I love it. And as you're de- describing that takes me to uh, a previous episode, uh, Jay Suko. Uh, he's an improviser out in LA and does corporate training. And he was mentioning when the first things he learned was you can't, when you're in the theater, you, you you dress one way, but once you walk into corporate America, you can't have that same look. You have to really kind of dress the part. You don't have to be a, a you know in a black tie per se, but you have to have that corporate look about yourself in order to get buy in.
0: Well, well, that's just it, and, and you know, I mean, and and so I joke with people in my seminars. It, 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 I mean, you can certainly wear a, a black tuxedo every day. Trust me, you'll get a lot of uh, interesting looks, especially <laughs> walking through airports. <laughs> uh, but, it's, but it really is more of the mindset, you know, um, so you don't have to have the black tie on to really deliver this black tie mindset of, see, see because, you know, Peter, and, and I've done my research, um, you know, the black tie, think about it, the black tie around the world is this symbol of excellence. You know, think about, you know, just that maitre d' or that concierge type service. They are really Showing you that excellence and everything they do on not not only how they look and act but how they uh, work with you, how they treat you um, i mean it 's almost like you 're the only person you know you 're the only customer at that time well that and that's, or that's really what i 'm really talking about you don 't have to have the black tie on but if you have the mindset of really making people feel differently about your product, your service, and themselves than they ever have before, then you're really living this whole black tie thing.
1: Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that concept of you're the only client-customer employee that I'm at this moment in time, I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm, 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 I'm focused in on, and I'm going to provide that service. I I love that concept. And man, do we need more of that because a lot of times it's just, we we tend to have a transactional type of thought process and move to the next and we lose, we lose clients and customers that way.
0: Well, no, you're right. Uh, Not only is it that, but I love this device, (laughs) but Peter, this thing, the, the thing's killing us at times. Um, you know we, you know we are, you know for for whatever reason. And I understand how important these are, but both you and I have seen people think that what or whoever's on this screen is much more important than whoever I'm talking to on the phone or in person. And it still is all about you know making that overall um, connection with someone on a personal basis. And um, so, yeah, that's what I talk about as well.
1: Yeah, I've got, some, I've got some friends who will remain nameless right now that I think they need to go through a 12-step program as it relates to their cell phone. And, and because I a, a text, a, something. I mean, we're in, in the middle of a conversation and they're reaching over, grabbing their phone. Look, excuse me, just, just, just one second. Um, Going, but that's like the 18th time you've done it in 10 minutes. Um, yeah. Any more? Any more? What I do is I tell them I, I keep my phone up, and I said I'm, I'm just looking at the corner of my eye because my son is a diabetic, and if I see a text, that's the only reason I will ever go for it. If I right. see a text, other than that, I don't pay that much that that close attention to it, and just focus clearly. Like. No. oh.
0: Well, good for you, because that's how it should be. Uh, But And and really, part of this business for me came about because of my background. Um, I calculated over the 15-plus years that I had my event and catering company, we helped plan, create, cater uh, over 7,000 meetings, events, receptions, you name it. And in those, I was able to see what I call the uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and how people acted, behaved, spoke, and a lot of it had to do with, 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 with this technology. And, um, and, 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 and here's the thing that I tell people is that no one's going to come up and tell you, you know, uh, hey Peter, you know what? You're rude and ignorant, and I don't <laughs> want to do business with. you. They're not going to say it. Right. It's going to be in the back of their mind. Say, you know what? There's man, I don't know. There's just something about this person that I just, you know, he just doesn't, he or she doesn't seem to be that interested in me uh, and, and, and my challenges and my headaches, it's all about them or what's on their phone. And that's not what black ties, <laughs> It's it's really, it's really devoting that full effort. Like I said earlier, that, that you're that one and only person right now at that given point in time, and I'm all yours
1: it's I, I love the way you describe that because I immediately went in my head, and this is something i 've learned at being a speaker I, I learned i wasn 't very good at it at one time, but i 'm very cognizant now and what you 're describing is it 's not about me it 's about my audience, and a lot of times when we 've got these things and we 're looking and we 're not we 're thinking about ourselves, and that audience member is getting put off by it and, and we've got to stop it
0: well and you know I mean. You are spot on. You know what I talk about is I ask customers, I ask prospects. Uh, you have a choice. Will you choose to be just what I call just good enough in your customer service, in your leadership, in your actions and behaviors, or will you be black tie? Because all of us see. You know, I mean, you know, or we are all consumers. We see that just good enough mindset happening every day when we try to make a transaction, and that person across the desk from us or behind the cash register doesn't even know who we are they don't even care because like you said earlier it's just this transactional purchase it's the one and done and it's just this good enough mindset and and here's the challenge peter we take it as consumers we're like yeah eh, well you know whatever well i don't want to have people take it anymore you know we now talk about oh you can't believe the the the, the last unbelievable customer experience i just had it's like it's this big anomaly that is happening in our country today that, oh my gosh, I, I really had great customer service, a great customer experience. That, that shouldn't be anymore. It should be the norm, but yet we're getting the just good enough is the norm.
1: Yes, and and being a former restaurateur, because uh, I'm Greek, I had to be in a restaurant at some point in my life early on. <laughs> right. and, and a lot of my early training was in customer service and providing right. uh, that that experience. And I learned that that reflecting back that those tables that I was serving, that was my audience. And I had to do, when things got backed up in the kitchen, things were going wrong behind the scenes, I couldn't let them know that I had to, but I did, but I had to kind of entertain them in a way and give them that experience that they're not just sitting there really wanting to crush me.
0: Amen. Yeah. And, 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 And I think that's what's missing. I mean, part of it is, I don't know if our staffs are trained the right way that you know, or what I call, well, you know, one of this because I have this four-step, uh, or or really what's called the four principles to create the black tie customer experience, and one of them is simply what I call the way of doing things. What's your way? What's your company way of doing things? See, see, all the big companies and small ones have a way. I mean, my company. Had a way of doing things. I didn't really develop it. It was what my team said that hey, you know, guys, this is the way of doing things. This is the, you know, I'm, our, you know, I mean, this isn't Bob's way. This is the way that, that we're doing things for when we work with our customers. You know, Disney has a way, Apple has a way, Starbucks has a way, Ritz has a way. Everybody has a way. And I think what's missing today, Peter, is that we're not devoting enough time in training our employees on the way of really. Wowing our customers.
1: Yeah, I, I can't agree with you more. Uh, as you're as you were discussing that, I wrote the word brand. The, the way we do things ties back to our brand, which ties back to our mission, which ties back to the name of the company and how we are. Because you said Disney, there's a, there's a perception there. There's there's and Disney, they're, they're cast members. They're not they're not employees. Right. And it's the way that we instill that into the culture of the organization and if we do it right, then that that will come across. But to your point, we we write it, we, we write the mission statement, we, we put it in the break room, but nobody has looked at it or or no we're not adhering to it.
0: Well right. And and that's why that goes back to you know, what I talked earlier of that acronym for the word lasts. is so part of in creating a way is I tell people, okay, so let's figure out, you know, What's the way on how you look? I mean, look stands for dress code, body language, appearance. Um, how do you act? You know, how are you acting in public? Because now everybody can see it. The black guy, by the way, on the yeah. back of my phone.
1: Nice. It's
0: always on, Peter. It's always on. It, or, or even if I'm wearing this, it's always on. But now, you know, how do you act? How do you speak? You know, what words do you use? And it's not being robotic, you know. No one likes that robotic. Oh well, yes, thank you very much. I, I, I must answer it this way. It's once you know, once you, know, once your people know the way, now they become conversational. Now, like to your example in the restaurant, now you're on stage. You want to to interact with your customers. You want to engage with them, um, and that's why that's so important. And and by the way, not to promote these guys, but. Um, You know, people tell me, "Oh, Bob, you know, I I don't know if we can do this or not." So that, folks, I understand. But I mean, because it's not easy. But let me tell you that there's a company that has solved this this challenge. So if they can do it, by the way, they hire mostly 16 and 17 year olds.
1: Whoa! And they're
0: only open up six days a week in the restaurant business. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, Chick fil A.
1: Oh, Chick fil A. I was going to say McDonald's. No, I can't be it. Yeah,
0: I mean, no, no. I mean, Hmm. I mean, they figured it out. Uh, they, you know, they have the way of doing things and they've trained their people the right way. And, 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 you know what, I I was proud of, of our team. When I had my company, I had part-time as needed people, uh, that worked for me, Peter worked two or three or four times a month. And they were phenomenal. They, I mean, they understood what it meant to work for us. We trained them, but they got it. And they really enjoyed really delivering that experience. And they were only working part-time as needed. I give all the credit to, you know, to my staff because they really helped us get to another level.
1: Uh, you said something there. You said that, I don't know if we can do that. And, and we hear a lot of that out there. I don't know. This is the way we've always done. I don't know if we can do that. And right. uh, a gentleman who I interviewed for my, my upcoming book was who's a CPA, a partner in a firm. He challenges his clients because if they're having a conversation, they go, "I don't think we can do that." He go, "Okay, tell you what. Let's just ask this question. What if we could? What would that look like?" Right. And to to this point, and then he he goes, you know, sometimes it it becomes a little bit uncomfortable because I'm trying to push them outside that comfort zone. And we might not come to an answer there, but it sticks in the back of their head. What could this look like? And it it lends to thought and creativity. And a lot of times something gets birthed out of that. Well, no, you're right.
0: Right. And that's, I mean, and and that's what I challenge my, or or that's what I challenge my customers with. Uh, this isn't easy because if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. But you can think about those companies that go above and beyond to really create this customer mindset. Um, You know, they have great leadership and leadership from the top down. Everybody gets involved with it. I mean, their culture is fantastic. They are thinking outside the box. They are looking at it saying, okay, how can we do this better? You know, they're, Always working. You know, I, I joke with people that um, you know, because I, I you know, I get uh, you know, people call me and say, Bob, I need help in customer service. I'm like, okay, stop because I don't know what that means. <laughs> There's a whole big realm of that. But by and large, um, there are a lot of companies that I work with who are already good in, in what they're doing on on how their customer service mindset is. But here's the key, Peter, they want to get better. They never want to just keep at the status quo because they know how difficult their competition, you know, or how much competition they have. So they bring me in because they want to get better. Um, and and I really applaud that because let's face it, no one hires a trainer because they think that they stink at customer service because they probably know it all anyway.
1: Right. You know? so, so, so let me ask you this question. Um, I, I've got two, I think I'm going to take a, a step back for a second before I, I ask the other one. Uh, you were talking about the way we do things, and that was part of a five-part piece. Remind me of that? Four part, yeah, four-part four part piece. Could you tell me the other three parts? Sure. Yeah.
0: So, and so, and so that's number two. Actually, number one is what I call um, really on on this. Uh, so it's called this culture of welcome, and that's the first part. Is is what your culture is in your company? Because really, what your call? I mean, you could have, you know you know, or people say, well, uh, Bob, we want to have great service. Well, if your culture isn't great, it's not going to matter. So I talk about culture as like your atmosphere. I mean, what's the atmosphere of your office? What are What's the atmosphere of your company? Is it bright and sunny? Is it a snowstorm that's getting ready to dump a foot of snow? It's a thunderstorm. What is it? So if we first talk about you know, what is that culture of welcome, not only for your employees, but for your Customers or, or, or guests. So that's number one. Number two is then called you know the way of doing things. What is your way of doing things? Mm-hmm. Uh, number three is what I call your impact points. And we often overlook these because, or what an impact point is, is are those subconscious impressions that people make about your business before, during, or after they purchase something from you. Now they may not purchase anything from you. So for example, your website. That's an impact point. That's one right. of the first things that can make an impact on your business. Um, and so, I have two types of impact points, and what I call your company branded impact points. So, your website, um, your lobby, you know, your your or your conference room. And then I ask the question, folks: What does your restrooms look like? Because, because, right? Yeah, that's a right. huge impact point. That is a huge impact point on whether or not people are going to have the potential to do business with you i mean they may do business with you so and so it's funny is is peter we actually do an exercise that and and i'll show this to you because i've created this i just happen to have it so i i have this impact wheel that i give to people and right in the middle you see the black tie we, we put your company name on it. This one happens to be impact points on a customer meeting or visit. So it's like a so it, it's like a mapping exercise. So we sit down with the company and say, okay, give me all the ideas on a customer meeting or visit from a company branded impact point. So we go through that. Then there's the second type of impact point and it's even more important. It's called behavior based impact points which are You and me, it's your people. Mm -hmm. Think about it. You, You can have the most gorgeous lobby, the most pristine restrooms, the most, you know, wonderful carpeting, blah, 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 you name it, and you get greeted by someone who looks like they rolled out of bed and has the most angriest, ugliest face, meanest face. You're gone. You're dead. So that's the third. So that's the impact points are number three. The fourth is how to create loyal and raving fans. See, I talk about how can we move people from that one and done being that satisfied customer and be that loyal and raving fan because when they do that, they become your brand ambassadors for you. They can't wait to tell your story. So there's. So those are the four principles and they go in order because I think you have to work along that that, that avenue in order to really create loyal and raving fans.
1: Wow. I love it. I I love it. And and I I was excited at the culture, uh, the way of doing things, but those impact points. And when you said it comes down even to the restroom, because I was, I'm not going to give it up. let's say I recently went to dinner and at a restaurant I haven't been to in a while, not in this state. And I walked into the restroom and I went, I don't think anybody's been here. It, it just, it just, it, it it just, and I I left and It just, I don't know if I'm going to go back. And next time I'm I'm in that town visiting, it was just disappointing. But to that point, you know, we've we, and I look at that as as have we looked at every little detail?
0: Exactly. And 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 that's what this exercise does because most people that work for a company now. They put their blinders on and they walk past everything because they don't see it any longer. And all of a sudden, if you start doing this exercise and and, 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 in this seminar, so they are, because what I've done is I've created four seminars for each of these four principles. This one is really what's called uh, putting yourself in your customer's shoes. Yes. What does your customer see or hear when they come into your business? And we forget about that. And then we wonder why, you know, like what you said, you, you aren't going to come back, but here, here's what's interesting. Here's what you didn't say, Peter. And here's what most people don't do is they don't tell the business why they'll just leave or right. now here's where they'll tell
1: right, right here. Right. And, and th- that, that's part does scare me that, <laughs> we you know I, I i love reading customer reviews but there are people out there a, a business in in uh that i know of in, in southwest florida uh was targeted by a professional con artist that wrote this horrible review about this restaurant and tried to extort money out of them and it oh. took about like 2 to 3 years to get it done so oh. but yeah it in but that's what we do tell them. That's because you know, we all look at reviews and we, we all, you know, uh, kind of follow what other people are, are saying, but I always, you know, careful about the discount. And I think to your point, I, I, I should have said, but I, I know that the owner wasn't there. Right. Uh, but I, I may follow back up and, and, and provide that, that feedback. Um, I, I love this concept. I, I love, you know, getting to know the, the audience, having people look from your point of view, from, know, understanding your audience's view, what they're seeing, and, and you know, for us, we have we work outside, we work in our homes. Uh, that's where our offices are. So, but when we interact with a meeting planner, I want to be the uh, easiest person to get along with. I'm 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 low impact. I'm low maintenance. I'm just if if I have to adapt, and, and because I. I know that I get repeat business doing that. And I know there's folks in our business who are just the opposite, are uh, hard to get along with. And that's, that's another one of those impact points that we have.
0: Well, you're right. And if, I mean, I, I also do that same thing. I mean, that's how I ran my businesses prior to this one. One of the things that, that people would always used to tell me <clears throat> is, Bob, you and your team are so easy to work with. You take care of all the details for us. And, and, and so I've taken that approach. Into what I'm doing now, I you know, it's hey, you know, Bob, can you be here 45 minutes beforehand? Absolutely, whatever you want. I mean, that's that's I mean, that's why I'm here is is to make your life easier. Whatever I can do to help you, and 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 like you, I'm starting to get more and more repeat clients because mm. they're like, hey, you know what, Bob, and it's just so easy. I make a call, I know what you're going to come with, and and you always show up. You're uh, you're great. You go above and beyond. I'm like super. That's what I want to do.
1: Yeah. If if you're, if you're a, a newbie speaker uh, or anytime, I've, yeah, my father always got me on the Vince Lombardi rule, always be early, don't be late. But I had a, I had a speaker tell me that he, he would get there at least 45 minutes in advance to make sure everything's working properly. And nine times out of 10, it would be. So he would spend the rest of the time meeting and greeting the audience. I recently did a, uh, a two hour workshop for an accounting firm in, uh, in Cleveland, and I was the second speaker, but I got there early because we had, had to use their equipment to make sure everything worked. And, and the person who led off this um, uh, uh, session, his session, he got there about five minutes beforehand. Uh, it took him a while to get things set up, but the meeting planner called me aside and thanked me for doing what I did. And she said, that guy basically told me he's been doing this for a long time and he knows you know he doesn't need any help. He knows how to, everything works, and that just made him look even worse.
0: Amen. And 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 Peter, both you and I know that Murphy's Law is going to take <laughs> take its toll sometimes. And and I never want. I mean, I mean, I get nervous that if you know that I've if, that if it's thirty minutes before and and with, for whatever reason I'm having some tech issues because whatever. I mean, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's 30 minutes to go. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 and my client's like, Bob, Bob, don't worry. I'm like, no, no, I, you, no, you understand. I mean, I, I don't want to have any challenges for you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, whatever I need to do, um, I did something too. I, I was down in Atlanta, um, you know, speaking to a healthcare company and I was the first speaker and I got there obviously, you know, the day before they flew mm-hmm. me in, whatever, but I showed up at, at like 7:30 in the morning, I, I wasn't gonna speak until eight thirty. Um here there was a speaker coming after me that was supposed to speak at ten fifteen. He and 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 it was ten o'clock, ten oh five. He wasn't there yet. Um, and they asked me, say, hey, could by any chance are you able to do another seminar? I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, let me know. But you know, five minutes before, here comes the speaker. It's like, yeah. Oh man, guys, you don't understand. You know, or going back to or what you said, Peter, their brand. They don't understand what they're doing to their
1: brand. Right. Right. And and something I've adopted that if, if I'm speaking at a conference and I'm second at bat, I always get there early, even before the first one starts, because that happened one time I was there about 15 minutes early, the conference started, and they said, can you go on now? We can't, the, sp- the, the speakers lost. And and, and, he's, and he's staying in the same hotel that you were, which is right behind uh. the facility. And I went, yeah, uh. let's go, boom. So yeah, that's, that's and, and, and if you're listening and you're doing this part-time and you're, you know, you're a content expert, you're delivering at conferences, always get there early, always make sure things work and, and it makes the meeting planner's life easier. Now, the second question I wanted to ask you is that, that you have told me that you've actually worked with, wait for it, wait for it, CPA firms, CPA companies. I have yes, yes, and uh, so tell me what you what what you've done with them, right? So it's actually been twofold. Um, The first
0: is on the subject of that business etiquette, um, where you know they have brought me in uh, to really refine, polish. Some of those skills that we take for granted um, in a business setting. So uh, there have been some CPA firms that have, that have brought me in on to to really go through. And, and you know, soft skills isn't the greatest term, but 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 there are because there's so many soft skills out there. But it's getting to those basics of you know. Uh and in fact I I I use this now. I I had a CPA firm uh mention this to me that that they that you know that they asked all their employees this simple question in that wherever they go or um, how do they show up? Yeah. So think about that. How do you show up in that meeting at that networking event, in that presentation for that prospect? Are you on time? Um, you know, what's your body language like, um, you know, how do you dress, what words are you using? So how do you show up? Because it's really about that overall presence that you bring because it's your personal brand tied in with the brand of your firm, your organization, and the two of them have to mesh. So I've done work that angle. Then also what I've done is I've done these course by course Uh, Dining etiquette dinners. Think about it. You know, I mean, all of us think we know how to eat, which we do, but, you know, but the question I asked Peter is how many of us know how to dine? Oh. Because that's a whole nother avenue. Mm. So trust me when I tell you, I mean, some of these etiquette dinners, they could be boring as you can't believe, but I've twisted it around a little bit. I I have a really cool twist that I give, uh, but uh, because this silly thing, you know, or we're on parade now. So you may go to that business lunch thinking not that much about it, but all of a sudden how you act, how you behave, you're representing you and your brand all the time. So it's, so, so it's been a good, uh, Good programs that I have for these firms
1: yeah, I, I, as you were describing that, my mind would go to some of the seminars either I've done in the firm or in an organization or even even these public seminars, and I look at the way but more from the like inside an organization, I, I watch people and to your point, how do they show up? and their body language. And I, there's been a couple of times I just wanted to grab a couple and say, you know what? Your boss is sitting right over here. You look like you don't really give a crap. You probably right. do. But you know what? Your body language is saying, you know, my boss made me show up. And 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 I'm like, yeah, that that drives me crazy. We forget how to show up and how to maintain. Um, real quick story. This woman told me in a uh, from Minnesota in a seminar that, During a break, she goes, she goes, I don't really get people. And I went, Oh, this is going to be a good story. She said, Yeah, they had an opening and uh, they usually post. However, they didn't post because they had the ideal person already there who had been showing up every single day. So when they, when they promoted her, the rest of the office went back crap crazy because it wasn't fair that they didn't post a position. And she said, she got everybody in a room and said, you guys have been interviewing terribly, except for this person here. You guys haven't, to your, to your language, you haven't shown up. You haven't looked like you cared. You have just been dragging your butts or whatever. This person has shown up every day with that energy boom. That's why it is fair. And you guys need to understand that.
0: Well, you're right. And, and, and I think about this. So here's what I talk about a lot. Um the power of, of of a strong presence, you know, now it, it's a confident presence. It, it's not an arrogant presence, right. but doing all those things that like you're supposed to do, most people aren't going to even really notice that you're not doing anything wrong. And that's what I talk about is that when you are when you're in that interview, when you're at that dining situation, if you're carrying yourself, in what I call the black tie way of 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 really making sure that you are or you have that level of excellence and everything you do being that true professional, most people aren't going to notice anything differently. It's only when we start acting and behaving in this odd way that we're starting to cut people off in mid sentence, you know, we're uh, or we're treating the waitstaff rudely, <laughs> um, you know, we're doing all these things. That's when people notice and put in the back of their mind saying, ah. Just something about this person. I just, I'm just not sure, right? So, it, it, I mean, it is crucial today.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. And, and I've always said if you want to, if you want to get somebody's character or their demeanor, take them out the, so, oh, take them out to dinner and see how they act with the waitstaff. But actually, I think there was one. I heard this one story where. Part of the interview process, the, the CEO would take the person out there, but would also tell the wait staff just to kind of be a little bit, you know, to provoke that emote to see how the person reacts in that situation as part of the interview to, to judge that character, which I thought it was was really interesting way.
0: Well, and, and I've heard the same thing. And what I tell people, think about this. Uh, when people hire you, whether it's for a job or whether it's for, you know, um, a uh, for a new client, uh, people want people that 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 best work with their brand and image. So if you're going in for a job, you know, with a company, you could be the best, the brightest, the smartest. But if your personal brand doesn't mesh with the brand and image of that company, you know, uh, there are a lot of other people out there that that can do that. And um, I. I, I I just think right now, to, you know, we're taking this for granted because oh, you know what? It, it doesn't matter how I act. It doesn't matter how I behave. They're you. Know, they're going to hire me. And they may, but they may not keep you.
1: Right, right, right. Uh, uh so, one, one one by name of Karen Young who wrote the book uh, "Stop Knocking on My Door: Drama Free HR." Basically, they had an attrition problem, and uh, they decided that they would flip their hiring practice. So they went and spent time redeveloping the mission and vision statements and posted it on the website. And when somebody applied for the job, the first thing they had to do was go visit the website, look at the mission and vision, have a phone interview and articulate how they would fit in with that. And if they couldn't articulate it, they would not get the white piece of paper for the application. And she said their attrition rate almost went to... the. Yeah, they're they okay, Cody. When we're when you're editing this, make me sound a little bit smarter than I'm sounding right now. <laughs> uh, the retention rate went up dramatically, and it was because they bought into the culture. And I think flipping the hiring process is, it, it was a smart thing to do.
0: Well, I agree with you, and you know I think we get in a habit of hiring. Airing body at times. (laughs) Uh, And then we wonder why, you know, you know, why people aren't staying. Um, And I, I've just never been a big fan of that. It's, you know, who are you and, and, and how can you help us? Here's what we do, by the way, here's what we believe in. Here's our, you know, here are our core values. That's what I talk about a lot, especially in that culture. You know, what are your core values and do they line up with ours? because you know because otherwise it more than likely it's not or it's or it's not going to be a good fit and, and and both you and I know how expensive it is to constantly keep looking and hiring people um but but yet we have companies that that just don't seem to w- want to hire the right people
1: right. And, and you 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 said the magic word there but most companies don't think about it in this way we didn't, we, we're not hiring the right people. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. What business are we in? Uh, we're in the accounting business. No, 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 that's a byproduct. No, no, we're in the restaurant business. No, 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 that's a byproduct. You're in the people business first and foremost, and everything else is a byproduct. So if you hire bad people, so it's, 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 it's investing, it's, it's hiring the right people, showing appreciation, showing gratitude, providing that work environment that, that excites them. Boom, now you're going to be a success.
0: So, first of all, I need to hire you to, to handle all of my PR because 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 you just said it right there. You took wait, which is great. I'm or I'm glad you took my thunder because here's <laughs> you know here's one of the key points that I talk about. No, I do because and in, in you know so in end, my PowerPoint I have a or you know so I had the slide, but I ask a question and and I ask people wherever I speak how many of you believe that you are in the hospitality business and very few people raise their hand because we think of the hospitality business as restaurant, hotel, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Well, then I put up a definition of hospitality, which is, the, or this one is that art of making that personal connection with someone. Yes. Then I say, based on that definition, aren't we all in the hospitality business first and foremost? So going back to your point, we're in the people business but yet peter we forget about the power of hospitality and that's what i talk about a lot is what, you know we have to have that power of hospitality today to really go above and beyond you know, we talk about customer service great but we don't talk about hospitality and that's and and i think hopefully that's that's what's going to separate me from a number of the other people that speak on this same subject because I have that experience, that background in hospitality. That's, you know, that's what I've done for 22 years. So oh, you hit the nail on the head. We're in the people business first.
1: Oh, my God. You've given me you've literally have given me goosebumps. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I can't make, I'm serious because you took that whole people business to a whole other level that of, yeah, I love that, that, and that's going to be a quote on these graphics. And, and that's, I'm bowing, I'm bowing. That, that, that. <laughs> wow, I, that, blew, that literally blew me away. Congratulations. Well, thank you,
0: thank you. I appreciate that. that uh, but, uh, but it's true. I mean, I mean, I mean. That's what we need to do today.
1: Yeah, you're right, and 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 maybe. I think I think you have found the way to put it that people can understand it because maybe we we understand that we're in the people business, but that might just be too somewhat empty in, in, right. a, in a sense. But putting it in the when the hospitality business, no matter what business that we're in, no matter if we're a right. cPA firm, a personal financial planner, or whatever. Oh wow! Yeah, I think I'm gonna take the rest of the day off now. I wish I could, but you know what I'm going to do is I'm gonna is I'm gonna start
0: making phone calls to uh, to some people I've never talked to before because because now I just figured it out. So thank you.
1: Oh man, that is that is so powerful. Um, and, and being somebody who grew up in the in the hospitality business in the restaurant business, and I get extremely frustrated when we don't we don't go out to eat very often because it's it, the experience is lackluster. We, we, we only go out to places that we know that provide that higher level of service and um, yeah well, but I mean shouldn't it
0: be everybody and and, 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 and let's go right back to like you know CPA um, firms, attorneys, whatever and and I know that you know because you know, here's, here's what I like about aren't the tax laws the same for everybody? Aren't the, you know, I mean, I mean, don't the conference rooms look alike by and large? I mean, yes. I mean, you have to deliver what you promise you're going to deliver if you're a CPA firm. But by and large, um, we we, we work with CPA firms because of the people that are in those CPA firms and what they can do for us. Not necessarily with the CPA firm itself, it's Mm -hmm. the people that are in the CPA firm. And know we talk about client engagement, you know, client retention, Uh, I I think it has to start making that personal connection, putting that trust factor in place so that now, all right, yes, you trust me, you like me, you think that I can do the great job for you. Okay, here's so, but now I also want to get to know you a little bit more because I want to become that trusted advisor for, for you in the CPA firm. I don't want to just do your taxes. I don't want whatever it is. Let me be that trusted advisor to help your business that is being in the hospitality business Peter because that's what separates from other firms
1: you're exactly right and, and but I want to put this in, in some of a, a little bit of another context I'm want to go back to the eighty twenty rule I, I, it would be in some Businesses, it would be nice if we could pay attention, give that same service across, you know, through the whole client base or, or customer base. Yeah. And a lot of times we know that's a, that's a challenge. Okay. But if we focus on the 20% of our customers that bring us 80% of that business, we better be in the hospitality. We, 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 we better know. And, and to the, to, I, I've asked audiences, so do you know your 20%? And I get a lot of yeses. I go, okay. Do you know the owner's birthday? Why does that? Why do Why do we care? Uh, because it's called a birthday card. It's an acknowledgement. It's a human touch point. Do you know their <laughs> Do you know their spouse's birthday? Because I had one guy who said, Yeah, I know the birthdays and I know their spouses' birthdays because I send the 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 spouse a reminder that. His wife or her husband's birthday's coming up in a few days so they don't forget. Do you think that is huge?
0: Oh, well, oh you know what? Those, those those are the little details that help those customers become brand ambassadors, those, those loyal and raving fans. I'll, I'll take it one step further, Peter. Okay. Um, because, uh, because here's what I ask in my seminars and when I go to step or principle number four, cause I have six steps on how to create loyal and raving fans. So I ask people how many of those people in the audience know their customer's birthday. And some hands go up. I'm like, okay, here's the next question. How many of you know the anniversary date of when that customer became a client of yours? Mm-hmm. And do you send them a little note saying, Peter, it's been five years. Thank you so much. For your business, because nine times out of ten, you don't remember the date that you became a client, but I should. And now I'm 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 sending this little note. Maybe it's a gift card. Thank you so much for five awesome years. Can't wait for more.
1: Wow. Uh, you know what? I, I you 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 get me thinking different things because I, I know I know my 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 largest clients. I, I know I know their birthdays. I send them a card, but I like the anniversary one, and I I. Wow. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to begin instituting that one moving forward.
0: Yeah. So I'm the doctor here and sometimes I have to take my own medicine too. So, I, <laughs> so, um, but that's something I've been trying to do more of just, you know, because more than likely, you know, they don't remember, but you do. And if you want to go above and beyond, if you want to go black tie, um, uh, that's just something little that, and you know, it's not, you know, I mean, it's not an email saying, "Hey, Peter, you know, it's been five years. Thank you." No, it's it's it, it's that handwritten note um, that they can open up, saying, "Thank you, thank you for five years or whatever it is," uh, because then what happens? Hopefully, I mean, you know, during all this time, you know, we still have to be delivering. You know, that's why I tell people, uh, you still have to deliver the product or service on time, on budget. You know, saying what you're gonna say. I mean, that is still the key. I mean, you can't do this and 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 not have those those actionable items that that have to be taken care of. But once you do those things that you're saying you're gonna do, and then you add stuff like this on top of it, now it becomes oh, you know what? You have got to call Peter. He is phenomenal, he he he's gonna take care of everything for you. I you know, and and now you have this brand ambassador who can't wait to tell your story of how you made them feel. That's black tie. You
1: yeah, I mean. that that is that is black tie. Oh my god, my friend, I'm exhausted. I, I, you, you gave me goosebumps. <laughs> you, you blew my mind. I got brain matter all over my office now. But that is good stuff, my friend. And and, and I can't thank you enough for spending time on my podcast because the, this is this has been this has been outstanding, and, and I appreciate. Awesome. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your knowledge, and I look forward to our paths crossing really, really soon.
0: I can't wait. Thank you so much.
1: I would like to thank Bob again for sharing his thoughts on how to create that black tie experience, but mostly for his use of the word hospitality and how it applies to all businesses that want to be successful. In episode 97, I interviewed Kay Francis, who's America's funniest stress buster with solid content and hilarious delivery. Thank you again for listening, and always remember to use the principles of improvisation to help you better connect, communicate, and market to your clients and prospects.